Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Love and Grit. I'm Laia. I'm Justin. And I'm Rachel. Listen up, because this episode will be a lesson for all that want to change the game. Our first guest, Kate Scott, is changing the game through her voice as the first female voice of the Sixers. And JL Jupiter joins the show to tell us the story of changing the food game by simply giving his opinions. But now it's time for a round of Philly Babes. And our topic today is women-led kitchens. What's your favorite? I'm going with a love and grit fave, Darlene Jones from Star Fusion, Star Fusion Express. I love her energy, the amazing food. I love the catering at so many events in Philadelphia. I love the fries. Okay, everything I love. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to pick another former loving grit guest, Blue Kind from Franny Lou's Porch. I've recently met Rachel over there for the, I call it the sister trolley tour. But Rachel, what's the what's the form? It's a uh, sisterhood fit in trolley tour. And anyway, it's really dope because I got me a sandwich and it was named after a revolution. And so a lot of her menu items have all of these really dope titles and they have healthy food they have the imagined food and yeah and it's really a cool place to be and if you want to give someone who's hungry some food they got the refrigerator in the front so you can also allow someone else to eat today or if you're hungry that day and you can't afford something to eat you can take something out so yeah mm-hmm. for any loot. that's very cool i'm going with kalaya and chef knock oh this woman loving great guest dressed to the nines always all the time yes i've seen that and you know. her dumplings are the most beautiful color and tastes, and she has this amazing energy. But all three of these, there's so many good women-led kitchens in this city. Yeah, I guess we should get this thing started, huh? Let's do it. Kate Scott is a woman who's used to being the first. I mean, she was the first woman to be the primary play-by-play caller for an NBA team, the first woman to call an NFL game on the radio, and the play-by-play announcer for the first ever all-female NHL broadcast in the United States. And now, her biggest first to date, the first female announcer for our Sixers. This is huge! So you know we now have to dig all up inside of Kate's world. There's so many firsts when we we looked at your bio and I'm like, oh, does she get tired of hearing that? Or (laughs) is it a badge of honor? Or are you embarrassed? Do tell. All the things. Yeah, because I didn't set out, obviously, to be a first, right? I didn't get mm-hmm. into this industry being like, okay, what boxes can I check to be the first woman? It was funny when I got this gig back in, I guess it was August. I called my mom, obviously, and told her, and she was so excited. But then she said, okay, can this be the last first have you hopefully opened enough doors and minds at this point that now other people can knock out first around the country and around the world and you can just oh. focus on one job? Yeah, mom's great. So so it's all the things. I, I don't even think I have enough words to describe what it's been, but I'm not, I'm not here without those opportunities. So A lot of pressure. Being well, the first isn't just a word or something in your bio. It's a fight. Yeah, I mean, it's like, don't let down the whole gender, right? Like, don't set... <sighs> Don't set the gender back 25 years. I mean, that was the pressure I put on myself just because this is about way more than me. And I know that. I know that, right, as a blonde white woman, I have a privilege that has allowed me these opportunities. But if I sucked at any of the firsts that I did, that might have shut the door for anybody who was an other for a couple of decades. So I didn't need to put that pressure on myself, but I definitely did because this means so much more to me than just my job and what I'm doing day to day. So 
thankfully Justin didn't suck. And here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So before you got the job, had you visited Philadelphia or what did you think of our city? Yeah. Well, I called some ATAN hoop here over the past couple of years. So I'd been here for like two or three days at a time and I loved it. I lived in San Francisco for 10 years, lived in Oakland for the last five in Berkeley before the San Francisco time because that's where I went to school. I loved the energy, but it wasn't overwhelming like New York is for this California kid. <laughs> I always love visiting New York, but I was like, okay, that's enough. I feel I need the to go same home. way. Right. Yeah. And, and I love all the history because I'm a huge history buff. So the fact that so much of America is here, I still take pictures of all the cool little signs that are just all over the streets here. Like so-and-so lives here. This is where the first this happened in this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. So I always liked Philly, but I didn't know that much about it. But that has been one of the fun things now because I've been walking everywhere because I was here by myself for the first three months that I was here. And I'd walk past something and you know how you look at something, you're like, wait a second. I walked past that restaurant when I was here three years ago calling. Oh my gosh, I know what block I'm on now. So when you're here for the first time, your center is two or three blocks around whatever hotel you're staying at. So that's been cool to kind of recreate my first couple of times that I was here. This has been a dramatic season to join this team. What has that been like? I have no idea what you're talking about. This is how it always is here, right? Actually, (laughs) Um, yes. (laughs) It's been amazing because, again, as a broadcaster, what do you hope for? You hope for excitement. Some people on the outside might call it drama, but it's just been must-watch television every single game, whether it's because guys are out because of COVID, whether it's because of injuries, whether it's because of who's playing and who's not playing because maybe the trade deadline is approaching. It has been so fun because of that. And now I know so many other people are watching. I've gotten texts from all over the country. People saying, oh, loving your broadcast. Why are you watching Sixers broadcast? Oh, right. Because the team is kind of a big deal right now on the national scale. And I forget about that because I just put my head down and work. But it's been great. The team has been great. NBC Philly's been great. All of you have been great. You know, I knew that this was going to take a while. And I know that some folks are still coming around and some may never come around. But I did not expect the town to embrace me as quickly as it seems to have, which means that is a, a whole privilege. I noticed you said you've been diving into the history and stuff. Have you been getting around Philly and other? other kind of ways too. Cause you know, as you are meeting different people from different areas, it's always nice to be able to be like, Oh yeah, I was there. I know that. And I know this. So are you diving in not even just into the touristy places, but diving into Philly? Yes. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. I haven't even been to the art museum yet. I haven't run the steps yet. I love walking. And that's one of the things that everybody laughs at me for. But I love that the city's flat because living in San Francisco for a decade, it was like you couldn't couldn't just walk the city. I mean, you could, but you'd be a sweaty, nasty mess after like half a mile. I was spent a day walking through Rittenhouse Square all the way out to the Schuylkill, down all the way to Benjamin Franklin Parkway, walking to Washington Square, going down to Passyunk. I had a great dinner. Yeah, the neighborhoods. Taking my car. A friend was here. We drove out to Chestnut Hill, took my wife and pup for a hike in Wissahickon Park. Like, we're just trying to do. You've checked a lot of boxes. These are a lot of things we tell people. But but I also know, again, living living in San Francisco, living in Oakland, I think it takes living in cities like that to realize that it's just a bunch of tiny neighborhoods that make up a big city. And each neighborhood, right, has its own has Mm -hmm. its own style and flair and food and people. So I'm not rushing things because hopefully I'm going to be here for a very long time. And I think the best part is you three know is to go to that neighborhood with somebody who lives there so you can really dive into what Mm -hmm. that's all about. Yeah, I wanted to ask you three words. 
work questions. I was really excited for this interview and I wrote it down. So please don't judge. <laughs> I don't think she's done this. Before. You can never. I have never done this before, but I was really excited. So my first question, <laughs> this one might be a general one, but it's still mine. So I can ask, do you think the Sixers have enough to go all the way this year? I'm sorry. Rachel asking that question is funny to me. I'm sorry. Okay, so, how come you have to? Why is it funny? Because I don't even know if she cares. I mean, she cares on a tourism thing, but do, I oh, mean, so I, know, I do. I do. do. I didn't know you me, were a sports girl. I'm sorry. I have, All right. I have. Don't make me go and bring out like six of my Sixer shirts and things that I have. Art Robs. Okay. All right. They are. He gave them to me, but. <laughs> <laughs> They're hers now. That's okay. all that matters. Thank you. Okay. So that's my first question. Serious sports journalist, Rachel. Here's my yes. serious answer to your serious sports question. <laughs> they 100% do. And here's why I will tell you that is because I worked in the Bay Area for the past 10 years. So I covered, sorry to Phillies fans, the San Francisco Giants winning two of their three World Series championships. I started in 2011 after they won in 2010. I covered the Golden State Warriors winning their first NBA championship in 40 years. Is Kate saying? She got a secret weapon. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. So, so here's what I learned from covering those championship teams: is you got to have the talent, and the Sixers have the talent. I'm of the mind, and the teams that I covered prove it. You have to love each other. Chemistry really—that <gasps> was my second question. Because okay, okay, because you get to a point in a season, and it's it's a moment in a game, in a series. It's not like the whole series, but there will be a moment in the postseason where there's a loose ball. And you know, if you die for that loose ball, you might lose a tooth or you might (laughs) break your nose because you see you're going to be diving into chairs or somebody's coming at you. And in that split second, you have to decide, do I love the guys I'm playing with enough that I'm willing to break my face because I want to win this championship so bad with them? Or do I not? And Warriors and the Giants, those teams have that. And what I've seen from this year's team, they have it too. They really are enjoying each other and loving each other. And then the last thing nobody can do, it's health. Yeah. You got to cross everything that your players stay healthy because we saw that, right? Yes, there was that bounce that got the Raptors past the Sixers, but the Raptors don't win that title if Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson don't go down in the finals. So they have the talent, they have the love. I know people like to throw a lot of shade from here and there to Doc mm-hmm. Rivers, but Doc and the coaching staff he has put together is a really good Hell coaching yeah. staff. I'm so and glad he's here. Oh, I love he's it. He's won a championship before. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to be at shoot-arounds and practices. Doc has granted me that privilege because a lot of announcers are not allowed to practice. But Doc said, whatever I can do to help you be successful, Kate, let me know. Wow. That's what's up. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And obviously it's a trust for me because I've seen things that I can't talk about. But I also see things like the other day. After the Bulls win, after losing to Miami over the weekend, and doctors gathered him before the before the practice, and he was like, "You guys, I've been in this game for over forty years. I've had less than a handful of chances to win a championship. So do not take what we have right now for granted. Do not oh. take the talent around you. Do not take the guys that you're playing with because this could be your one opportunity Hell to yeah. win a championship. So don't." Don't waste it. So, so Rachel, to answer your question, that was a long-winded way. But I think it's really important because I know that Philly fans, I know, even we though got it. a short time, it's like, what's going to go wrong? How are I was we going to say. Up? And yes, that all, that all could happen. But all it's the a great year. You need to be in the position to have that opportunity, in my opinion, are in place. So now that chemistry is important. I feel like our podcast is successful because the chemistry the three of us have. And so that was what I was going to ask you as it relates to Harden and B. Do you feel like they have a strong enough chemistry? 
Yeah. And that was one of my worries because I was really impressed with how great chemistry was leading up to the trade deadline because drama can bring you together or tear you apart. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they had this, I've called it kind of the cloud of Ben over the team, because I think everybody kind of knew that he wasn't coming back, Mm. but it was still there and he was still on the team and everybody had to be really careful how they were addressing it. (laughs) And they still won a lot of games and it brought them together. The fact that they were one of the top five teams in the East leading up to the trade deadline without an all-star, that says something about this team. So we've all heard the narrative that's been written about James the past number of years. So I wasn't sure who was coming in. And again, I can only speak to what I've seen, but he is there early. He is super fit. That was one of the first things I looked at. Is this guy coming in out of shape? No, not at all. Super fit, focused. He's one of those team guys. He's slapping fives all over the place. He's laughing with guys. He's after offensive sets. He's going to talk to Dave Yeager and Doc Rivers. I still can't believe this happened, though. I, love I mean, we, know. we were supposed to get nothing. But his beard was meant to be here. Like, it was just yes. meant to be. Like, this was the only city that was city, really going right? to accept that. Like, well, come on, so, many, so I was listening to Sports Talk Radio this morning, and somebody was like, this is the perfect place for him. He loves to party. Just like we love to party in Philly, but he's also like, bring on the haters. I'm just going to play ball. Like he's used to the noise and he thrives on it. So he and Joel, I've kept a close eye on that. And they have both played with really great players on other teams, right? Really great players, but they've never played with a player like them. Like James has never played with a center, a big man like Joel. Mm. And Joel has never played with a point guard like James, right? Played with Jimmy Butler. He played with, he's played with some great shooters, but they're different. Mm -hmm. So I think they realize how lucky they are to be together and what an opportunity they have getting back to what I was saying earlier. So, so far, there's been a lot of smiles and a lot of fun. So fingers crossed that they can keep that going for a fingers, few eyes and toes. Arms. My final question so that my co-hosts won't roll their eyes at me anymore. <laughs> oh, so we can ask questions. Okay. Well, this, is my last one. <laughs> this is my last one. I think most of our listeners would agree. I'm the funniest co-host. So <laughs> if that's my- what you need, boo. if that's what you need, boo, if that's what you need. Yes. <laughs> just, yes, you are. So Kate, my question is between you and your brother, podcast co-host who has the best sense of humor <laughs> oh my goodness oh i mean Allah, he's great and i could not have come into a better situation for so many reasons the team this city but you all know we're calling a game but we're also just talking for over Absolutely. seven games a season so if you don't like each other it could get really boring really quick and if you don't have similar senses of humor so we joke about the fact that we have the same level of stupid like <laughs> you've been with me you you all have, if you've been listening or watching games right absolutely we, we want some tangents where a producer's in our ear being like and moving on. Okay, let's <laughs> back to the game. That's we what call he them funny trails. Are, are going, <laughs> we take that as our cue. Okay, we've talked enough about the Frosty Freeze Out or whatever 90s song we were singing or something. He's really funny. I think Amy Fadul in studio who hosts our pre and post, like Amy is a riot. And I don't think you get to see that much of it because she has to, you know, play point guard on that desk with Mark and coach, but she's really funny. So I like it when sassy Amy comes out and that's when I try to pull it out of her in post game. I'm like, oh, we got sassy Amy tonight okay Um, but yeah we just have a good vibe all the way around which i think leads to a good broadcast 
So I just want to ask one question. Um, <laughs> no, it's not a list. I know you got limited time. I'm kind of disappointed. Okay. Uh, I, just, I just wanted to know when people come to Philly, especially when they're dealing with the sports world, I know you got the warnings about what I like to call the passion of Philly fans. I have been that quite loving grit. That loving grit. That loving grit. I have participated in the snowball fights inside stadiums. This is what it is. <laughs> I'm just so curious as to if you've seen any examples of that and what you're looking forward to in the Philly passion realm. (laughs) Well, I love the passion. Again, I know I mentioned it already. It feels like I have come home because I've always been a crazy sports nut. And sometimes it was a little bit too much in California. And now it's like, these are my people. But I remember during the fall on Sundays, everybody's in green. You don't say hello. You just say go birds. That is the greeting, which I thought was awesome. So I just, I just started saying, it was like, Hey, go birds. So that has been wonderful. Some of the chants that have happened at Wells Fargo Center have been uh, pretty entertaining. That's when we use our sense of humor on here, right? Oh, they're welcoming the uh, officiating group. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at them. They're saying hello to David. Who's back in town today. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I just absolutely love it. I can't wait to get in a snowball fight. Sports is to me, the candy shop of life, right? That's why I love working with it and in it because it's so passionate. And for the two and a half or three hours or however long we're at, whatever game or event, it's so serious, but also it's the most diverse crowd. Like I look around and there's people that I would never interact with in any other kind of life, but we are all here surrounding this Especially one Especially in this town. Doesn't it feel oh, a little bit more that. in this town? Like, like it's more diverse. Things. Yeah. During the anthem, during the national anthem, I always just look around every night and I try to just see as many different people as I can, knowing that this may be the one game that they're able to afford to come to this year. Because my family, we would go to one San Francisco Giants game a year. That was all we could afford. We did mm-hmm. not grow up with a lot of money and it was an event and it was special. So I always try to take that in before broadcast. This is a super special night for all these people. Everybody watching, maybe this is the one game that they can watch a week because they work night shifts or who knows. So let's try to make this as passionate and exciting and fun of a night for everybody as possible. It's Women's History Month and you've broken glass ceilings and it's not been easy. There's a lot of negativity online. Mm -hmm. What's your advice? It doesn't seem to bother you. How (laughs) do you stay headstrong and just do an amazing job and not let that stuff get to you? Yeah. Yeah. It's taken a while to get here. And now I'm to the point where, as I think the three of you can tell, it's bring it on, baby. But it took me a while to get here. It was really hard. So I was the first woman hired full-time on a sports radio station back in San Francisco in 2011. And I'm thinking, San Francisco, it's peace and love and it's progressive. And I grew up a Bay Area sports fan. So I knew all of those teams like the back of my hands. But still, it was a really intense six months. It was just at the start of Twitter. And people said some horrific things to me. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm here. I know these sports the same, if not better than all of you. I'm trying to make you laugh. Why are you being so mean to me? And then I just realized it's not about me. Change is hard. Different is hard. New is hard. So it was up to me to just put my head down and work. And if I changed minds along the way and brought on new fans, great. But if I didn't, that wasn't on me. That was on them. And I was just going to do the work I could to, as I said a a while ago, open as many doors and minds for as many people who wanted to do this, but never saw themselves or heard themselves reflected in this industry. So I take a lot of pride in opening as many doors as I have. I wouldn't be here without a whole lot of help. There are so many women that I can shout out, a lot of who are Philly. Lisa Salters, Doris Burke, Beth Mowens had a stint here, Andrea Kramer. There's so many 
Philly women who I look up to and have reached out to me and whose words over the years have kept me going because there have been those moments, man, do I want to put up with this for another year? And the answer is always yes, Mm -hmm. because I love what I'm doing. And now you're a Philadelphian. People are getting on board. So now it's like, bring it the heck on. Like we, we got championships to win. We got parades to MC. Let's go. Knocking on wood, knocking on wood. As I say that, but we got to manifest it. You all love your team so much that I always want the teams that are loved so much and followed, even when they're bad, even through the process that those are the fans that I root for to get championships. I was so happy when y'all beat Tom Brady all those years ago. Oh yeah. That's why I was like these, but but these Sixers, we've been waiting for a minute. So hopefully you are are ready. ready. I'll leave you with this. So last time the Sixers won, I know the three of you know, but maybe some listeners don't, was May 1983. That's the last time they Before I was born. Mm. Oh, please. He tried it. (laughs) That was was the last time. I I like, she's the funniest. Sorry, she's the funniest. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was funny, Rachel. That was. I'm I'm sorry, Kate. Sorry, Kate. No, I love it. This is, it's getting back to our chemistry. So that was also the last time that the NBA championship was decided in May. It's been decided in June. Every season since. Anyway, long story short, your girl was born in 1983 in May. So I told NBC Philly, I was like, I don't know what that means. But let's hope, let's hope it means something good and we can get something going here. You all deserve it. You all deserve it. So yeah, let's, you ain't lying. You We're put it in the time it. as a fan. You put in the energy. You put in the tears. Listen, this is for AI. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, when it comes to food, there aren't many people whose opinions will shape what Philly folks eat. That stopped the day JL Jupiter started posting his YouTube videos, which give viewers an inside look into their favorite and future favorite mom and pop restaurants. And now those videos have millions of viewers. And while JL might have thought he was just putting people on to some dope spots, his videos have had a lovely monetary impact on those restaurants highlighted on his YouTube channel, causing JL's critiques to be in high demand. He is truly redefining what it means to be a food activist. Your native country plays a lot in what you're doing now and showing off that kind of food and other kinds of food. I'm Cambodian, yeah. And uh, I'm a weird dude, too, because I'm shy, but I'm also very just like in a shell, too. And when it's time to perform, like I have to get into character. Otherwise, I would just fold. You know what right. I mean? Like I, I have to get like that because I wasn't accustomed to it. And I've seen like a lot of people do it too, like in the entertainment industry. Like mm-hmm. they have, they it's a have, life switch. Like it yeah, switch. it has to be like that. So yeah, being Cambodian growing up, you know, with the war, the trauma and all that from the wars that yeah. I, I wasn't necessarily born in the war, but it was kind of like the trauma that affected my family and stuff. And you come in here, it's like you just survived the war. And now you have to adjust to America and not just mm-hmm. any America. You have to adjust the hood like West Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now you have to find what to eat. If you go to West Philly, you have markets catered to like community that's there. When we finally moved to South Jersey, we still had to go back into like South Philly to go shop for certain type of ingredients that we're used to. I didn't realize until reading your story, the true story of Cambodia and Philly. Right. And how yeah. that population came at the same time because of the war that existed. So if y'all are all coming at the same time, the things that you need are not going to be here. It's not. It's not. Right. And people don't even realize that about Philadelphia that we have like one of the largest Cambodian communities. Long Beach is first. Long Beach, California is first. And then Lowell, Massachusetts. It's like so weird going into those towns because it's like all the way Cambodian. It's a weird feeling for me because I am not in touch with my Cambodian side just because where I grew up mainly around blacks and Puerto Ricans. I didn't grow up here. I, I'm like had to get myself acquainted to the American culture. So 
when we got to this country, it wasn't like I was in a community already that showed me the ropes. I actually had to learn it throughout the years through hip hop. So when people see me, when people see me speak, when people see me act in public, whatever, it's like you see the culture that's affected me, which is black culture. You know what I mean? And That's a nice way to explain that. Yeah. People be like, yo, I thought you was Asian. I'm like, yeah, I am Asian. But who do I identify with? Mm-hmm. If you talk to me, where's my heart at? Black artists, black poetry, black movies, like all that's all the stuff that I grew up on. How would you describe Philadelphia's food scene? We talk about different cultures, different neighborhoods, but how would you describe it if you were speaking to someone from out of town or just visiting for the first time? It's the best, man. It's the food culture. I mean, right now I'm just covering mainly like food that I love to eat for comfort food that I'm used to growing up like in the hood. Right. But once I dive deep into the other side, which is like fine dining, Philly has all of that. You know what what I mean? Will you ever get there based on how many places you it is to go? And when will you get there? Is that like in a year? (laughs) It's Philly and it's food. Yeah. I mean, I'm a claim it. But, you know, I know people will have issues with it when I say Philly is like the number one, the top foodie city in the world. Oh, I claim it everywhere I go. People have issues. You're, Uh -uh. you're You're just telling the truth. Yeah, never have an issue with you telling the truth. And we've been places. <laughs> I give New York its flowers. I give Chicago its flowers. <laughs> but the thing is, we're, we're seeing them from a like what's popular, like pizza and stuff. Right. I have to dive deep into New York. When I dove deep into New York, it gets really deep in New York. It gets deep in Chicago, too. I know Philly culture is affecting a lot of those. I've seen some called a L.A. cheesesteak on like TikTok. People are trying to emulate the Philly culture. You know, they yeah. want to take that cheesesteak and make it their own. Philly is very infectious. If you live in Philly and you go back home, you be like, man, I really miss Philly. It's something about those buildings. It's something about the food. It's something about the, the weather. I don't know. It's just a very robust city here. Can we talk about your show plan? Like, how did it initially start? I'll do it that way. How does it start as far as me picking a place? Yeah. It's kind of like, yo, what what do I want to eat today? That's it. And I try not to eat too much cheesesteak. I try to diversify it. I know what my audience likes, but I also know that, you know, it really helps me out. Like on my off days growing up Southeast Asian because of our diet, a lot of healthy greens, a lot of organic like fish with the head on it. Like people just not used to that. Right. We don't really eat anything high sugar or anything like that. Like I've grown accustomed to it because I, I grew up here. But mm-hmm. my off days are like eating like raw garlic, veggies and bean sprouts. Raw garlic. Like, Wait, what? yeah. Eat raw garlic on your days off. Eat some raw garlic. Just like eat it. Wait, but I- how do you stop that from? I know we were wearing masks for the most part. But- <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hey, sometimes sometimes your health, it's just the way it is. If your breath got to be like dragon breath Bilal, that's what it's got to be. Italians wear that garlic scent proudly. You know what I mean? (laughs) If you swallowed it, would you get the same benefits? That's not fun. I'll give you something to eat. I'll give you something. I'll give you something to pair up your garlic. You guys like Korean barbecue? Yes. Yes. Okay. Korean bar. Next time you do Korean barbecue, get the bulgogi and then you get your lettuce wrap. You put the garlic on the grill as well as some jalapenos. You make the lettuce wrap with the bulgogi, with the okay. garlic, the jalapenos, and you get the asking for the soybean paste. Okay. It's hearty. And it's, it's roasted. So the garlic's roasted. It's not raw. I eat them raw. I eat on my days off. So like if I know I'm not going to be out anywhere, I'm just going to eat it with my meal. I'm not going to like pop it like like popcorn or anything like that. I'm just going to eat it like let's say if I make a stir fry, I'm just going to eat some some raw garlic or some peppers. It refreshes my palate. Okay. I, I eat a lot of fried stuff, especially when I'm doing videos. Yeah, you I just, do. Yeah. I, eat like a, I need a palate cleanser, whether it's kimchi, okay. whether it's like any type of pickled vegetables. Wow. Garlic, uh, jalapenos. Are spots hitting you up now? Like I need you to come by my spot come eat my food 
Yeah, all day, every day. And so have you taken that route yet or are you still just doing your natural? Okay, good. I went from doing YouTube videos to being like somewhat popular in the area. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to respond to all my DMs like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll check it out. Now it's to the point where on Instagram, you know, it's like 99 plus. And you don't have no help. I don't have no help. It's all me. So in order to save my sanity, because I've built some sort of anxiety throughout the years because of so many people wanting me and. You know, it was an insult to me when someone was like, yo, man, I love what you're doing. I got this birthday party. I want you to come vlog it. And we got some good chicken wings. You should try it. I'm like, yo, you're going to pay me in chicken wings to make an appearance. Like, <laughs> you really going to do that? Don't ever do that to me. You know what I mean? But that's so, Philly. I mean, that's Philly for you. You always just going to be same old, same old, uh, same old Jeff. True. I was just about to say, obviously, yeah. you spoke about so much love for Philly, for the food, for the people. But then that plays into the grit. So I want to ask a question that we a lot of times will ask guests, what does love and grit mean to you, how it relates to this region or Philly? Love and grit. I love what DJ Diamond Cut said in, in your uh, podcast as well, when she said, you know, you can make it Philly, you, you can make it anywhere. I, I honestly believe that. I've, I've always been saying that people go to New York. Why? Because it's, it's outlets out there. People go to L.A. Why? Because there's outlets out there. Even Atlanta. People go to Atlanta because it's outlets. There's connections there. Like you said, like, oh, I'm going to always be the same old Jeff where that's his JL. People don't honestly believe you till you blow up like how Meek did. Mm-hmm. And then it's like people believe you. Mm-hmm. So there are outlets here. Don't get me wrong, but it is tough. Like, people can make it in New York faster than they can in Philly. You know but that's I mean? why the people from Philly can make it anywhere. <laughs> they can make it anywhere. They can make it anywhere. It's a different mentality we got to carry. You're always going to be one of us. we always going to fight for you no matter where you at, no matter where you go. You're always going to be ours. Don't nobody ever touch nobody from Philly, but Philly. So. <laughs> do you have a grand plan? What do you want to do with everything that you've been working on? Thanks for that question. That's a good one. I boggle my brain with that. I actually have so many ideas to do. But for now, I'm only going to explain like as far as what I want to do as far as YouTube and just content creation, because I know sooner or later, my body, especially the stuff that I eat here, mm. it's so it, it is so rich. It is so like mm. cheesy and stuff. I'm going to have to travel outside of Philly. So Philly, I know y'all always got my back, but I'm going to have to leave, go places like India. It's okay. We we going with you. He is a TV show. So yeah, that's yeah. the next big step is going global and just taking I'm, Philly with you. I'm in y'all world right now. Trust me. I am learning as I'm going. Isn't oh, everybody no. learning as we're going? No, no, we you, all, guys, no. you guys are well equipped more than I am. No, no, no. Too. We're you all faking so? it until we're making it. Yeah. No, no, JL. No, 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 that. honey. But y'all been in it. This is the first podcast I've been on. Yeah. Y'all don't understand. And, and it's, we're honored. First. You were waiting. That's right. You knew it. Love Tell them, Rachel. Out. And it, and it should have been. It is the Philly podcast. Say it again. And it should have <laughs> been. I am content with just doing what I do, which is YouTube. Like I told you about my anxiety and stuff like that. How I made it go away was just shooting videos and editing. And that all went away. So I knew this was my calling right now. I'm still in my infancy stages of just mm. growing. Yeah. For the kids to know, I was a janitor before this. Oh, that's so Philly. I love it. Yeah, I was a janitor. Shout out to the homies. I still talk to them, too, but they, they know I was a janitor and I needed a job to do my YouTube. So I needed a paycheck and that's boom. So dope. That's so yeah, dope. We love your energy, your yeah. creativity. Thank you're you. truly an ambassador for Philly and we appreciate Hell everything yeah. that you're doing. We should do an episode on my YouTube channel. That way they can get to know the Love and Grit podcast folks. And y'all got to do the spicy chip challenge with me. Oh, too. I don't even do spicy. Mm-hmm. Hold on now. Uh, how about Love and Grits? We can do some, just do some grits. Yeah, that's that would be fun. so dope. 
I know people like us in their ears, mm -hmm. but they can meet us, all three of us, in person. Say what? We're going to be doing a live podcast at the Roots Picnic, my friends. Yes. Exclusive, exclusive, so exclusive. June 4th and 5th at the Man Center. I mean, you may want to come see like Mary J. Blige, but we're going to be there and doing a live podcast. Oh, y'all, I'm so excited. Oh, oh, we're going to have fun too because we're going to, oh, there's a really going to have some giveaways. Good I'm stuff. So Always. Listen, yes, listen it's going. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes, yes. If you're not following us, we're on TikTok, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Love and grip.